episode two. We made it probably, I'm just joking. This is episode 184. Terrible pronunciation there. You're fired. Uh, <laughs> episode 184, We Made It Podcast. Make sure you're following us. Go to WeMadeItPodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Subscribe so you can see the videos of us being safe during the pandemic and not recording next to each other because we're responsible sometimes. Now you're enjoying this way more. Big facts. Um, Caesar has um, decided to give me an Xbox back, so I don't know if he's going to be streaming FIFA at any point, um, being a dictator with the cane. You'll be seeing Ben there, your favorite part of We Made a Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, <laughs> got got a lot to talk about today. Caesar's uh, going to be rushing us off the mic, so you know what I'm saying. Gonna, uh, I, I don't really have actual recaps. But I got a little bit of something. Um, also going to talk about Messi breaking the Black Pearl Pele's single team goal record. Going to talk about football intelligence, hopefully. I got a lot to say. You do? About Caesar dissing Neymar. No, I'm joking. And also, maybe we'll bring out UFC C's to talk about UFC sees cultures that's not my that's not my culture to talk about ufc culture um potentially but um i've watched some games but i didn't really watch too many that mattered i didn't realize they're gonna have weekend and weekday games again so i watched a little bit of real madrid versus granada i didn't like watch it for real for real but i did see rodrigo get hurt i think he pulled a hamstring pretty bad Mm. Um, and I did see Casemiro's goal, and I did see Benzema's goal, and Real Madrid one two zero. They did against against Granada Hills. <laughs> um, currently, La Liga standings are: Atletico Madrid is on top, thirty two points off of thirteen matches. Real Madrid is second, thirty two points off of fifteen matches. Real Sociedad is third, 26 points off of 16 matches. (laughs) Shout out COVID. Um, Number four, Villarreal is fourth with 26 points also off of 15 matches. Barcelona is fifth with 24 points off of 14 matches. And then behind them at six is Sevilla with uh, 23 points with off of 13 matches. So, um, Atletico Madrid has uh, the lead with two games in hand off of uh, Bar- off of Real Madrid. Barcelona is doing pretty bad. Um, they are, shoot, man. Even if they won two matches, they'd still be behind Real Madrid. They'd have 30 and Real Madrid would have 32. Um, and Barcelona still has not beat a good team since March, since since pre-COVID days. Well, well, I mean, we we if anybody's watching any Barcelona games this year, this one, and you actually watch them objectively, not like fanboy heart eye emojis the whole time, then you probably would realize that this is actually really impressive that they're doing this good considering how bad of a team they are. 
I can't believe they're like literally in the top eight. <laughs> so like I, uh, yeah. So they they still have a shot of something, I guess. Uh, they just keep at it. Who knows? You know, maybe some, maybe maybe they'll do some coup and then Villarreal will fall off and they'll slip into the fourth spot. But uh, Barcelona is is horrible to watch. I try to watch games. I can't. Everybody's dropping pictures of Messi smiling on the ground, looking at the ball. Like, I, dude, I watch these games. I'm glad you're able to gra- grasp grasp a glimpse of the game because you're definitely not watching the whole thing. <laughs> Literally, um, if Messi gets hurt, Barcelona is going to lose five matches in a row. Um, they're going to lose every match in a row that he's not there. Yeah. Like, they're literally going to be – And when so, he comes back, they're going to lose two. Yeah, like, if he if they lose Messi for, like, even three matches, it's over. If they end up beating PSG, like, I swear PSG is so trash. They definitely will get – they definitely need to get – Um, they definitely need to get either, like, de- like destroyed for this or they need to, like – we need to, like, talk about, like – uh, upheaval. We need to do some management switching, destroying. We got to blow this whole team up. Name yeah. everybody. Let's restart the year with a whole farm system team. If PSG loses to Barcelona, I think Qatar will like take away its investment. They'll just be like, look, we tried, dude. Yeah, they'd be like, no more state funding. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to be like, look, we're going to go buy another team. <laughs> yeah, no more taxpayer money towards this team. We're over it. Yeah, like y'all going to have to be regular now, like Marseille. Yeah, y'all going to have to battle with Marseille for fourth. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just like, I forgot when they, I think it's February, they start playing um, They start playing the uh, knockout matches for Champions League. Mm. And I'm just like, dog, if PSG find a way to lose to Barcelona this year, like, they better destroy Barcelona. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can see is like, yeah, I, I Going off kind of the, getting rid of the, the ownership group thing, it's like I'm sure some other ownership group would try to buy them out because, you know, they're so, such a popular name. But they don't deserve that either. They deserve some suffering. They should get the Juventus treatment. Send them down Division Two for a little bit. You right, know, make right. them work their way back up like Juventus had to do. They're not above it. <laughs> like Future said, might as well go and blow it. <laughs> um, Speaking of Barcelona, anyway, um, some good news for your favorite player, Lionel Messi. He's broken another record. I think he breaks a record every week. Uh, like if Barcelona they make does, up record from the beat too. Like all right, like literally, if Barcelona does poorly, Messi breaks a record. Um, but his his so far this season, his seven league goals and his four goals in Champions League, less than made months. it so he has broken. The record set by Pele for the most goals goal scored for a single club. Um, he has four. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. He has 644 now, and uh, that's a, and he's at 33 years old. Now that's cute, but as I said on Twitter on the We Made It podcast Twitter, which you can follow, he didn't even care about that record. Because he, he didn't, didn't know it want, existed. He didn't even want to be there this year. Yeah, he was trying to leave. It, 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 I, like I put on the We Made It podcast Twitter. It took for his for him to feel betrayed and trapped by his club for him to break this record. It really he did. Like, he wanted to leave. Yeah, these six hundred. That's cute, but he did not want to do that. 
He wanted to leave, man. <laughs> he would, They probably told him, hey, man, all you need is like 11 goals and you'll break that record. I don't care. I want to leave. He's like, that's a lot. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to be there for that record. I don't, I want to go. It's summertime. He didn't even, like, forget speculation, whatever. He said it himself on that gold.com interview. I wanted to leave. So this record is capped. It's also more impressive to me that Pele does it because Pele's black. That's more impressive to me. These are come on, dog. Like you got to give me more than that, dog. Come on. Honestly, it's more impressive to me. You thinking these teams out here was really trying to bring this guy from Santos out there, some Brazilian back then out to Santos? The, this rumor they heard about some Brazilian out there playing in Santos to bring him out to Real Madrid and all these teams back in those days to play. No, nah, dude. What Pele did is massively incredible, and he didn't have to fake, fake, fake hate his team and retire fourteen times before to complete his goal. He he did that joint with pride. He he stuck it out no matter what. It's different what Messi did. Caesar, <laughs> as hell. Caesar, you have no idea what Me- what Pele was going through in his career. You have, have you no- seen the Pele documentary? Caesar, Caesar. Have you first, seen the Pele documentary? Caesar, Caesar. Caesar first have you seen of all, the Pele documentary. Caesar, Caesar, Caesar. Okay. You gonna act like you was there reading the papers every day, reading the gossip? No, but I mean, for the documentary, I didn't get that concept that he hated it. Well, I didn't say he, he hated it. He wasn't doing a public I, announcement, sitting in his sandals barefoot with this <laughs> dude talking about how much he hates it. I didn't say betrayed. I didn't say that Pele hated it. I said you don't know. Okay. All right. Sure. You win then. <laughs> Is that what you wanted to hear? Do you win? Pele did it, and I guess he was kind of annoyed too. I didn't say that. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is Caesar's great in-depth analysis. It's better because he's black. Oh my god! It's true, man. It's back, especially back then. Like, come on now. Those were not those were not welcoming times for all races <laughs> for black people. Yeah, Brazil- especially black people. Brazil's army was integrated already, though. I'm not talking about Brazil's army being integrated. None of day would pay like scoring goals, you doof. <laughs> anyway, I just want to point out that, like, that's cool. You can celebrate that he broke that record. That's great. Like, I mean, it, it, it is an achievement, but Messi literally did not want to do that. I'm gonna he look wanted to leave, man. They told – somebody had to say to him, Okay, but dang, Messi, you know, you're, you're sitting on 633 goals. If you score 11 goals, you're going to break Pele's record. He's like, please get me out of there. Man, Pele played for Santos from 1956 to 74. Come on, dog. Can we give this man some love? Come on, dog. He was a worldwide megastar. He dropped – he dropped he, – he, uh, first of all, these goal stats are capping. I'm going to punch this monitor. Um – Come on, dog. They gotta should should we call you out? Should should we put you on blast or no? You do this every year. It's not like this is new. You said I'm a I'm all of a sudden a Pele fan, but I picked what I picked what Ronaldo or somebody over him. No, you used to be hating on Pele, and I was like, Pele says the things that bothered me a lot. He was kind of weird. I was like, can you taking the wrong medicine over there in the hospital, but he'd be saying the wrong stuff. I was like, can you leave Pele alone? Pele's still a boomer. He can say boomer stuff sometimes. He's not above it. But I've never, I've never on the show said that Pele was not one of the greatest players of all time. I've never, I've never doubted his legacy. I've never done that here. I've never done that. You're the one that's the big Zico fan, not me. 
key statement Caesar just said is on this show. <laughs> oh, first, just shut up. It's, it's the only reference people have. No, nah, because I'm calling you out, actually. Yeah, but you're fake, though. Prior to this show, he used to be saying stuff about Pele. And I, I never say anything about Pele not being one of the greatest players of all time or his goal record. You you're the one that's the big Zico fan. You like Flamingo. I don't even know what Zico looks like. You know how he looks like. He, he's called the white swan for a reason. <laughs> anyway, Caesar's cap. But for the third time, I just want to say, y'all can celebrate that record. But Messi wanted to leave Barcelona. He did a he did a barefoot press conference, so he definitely wanted to dip. He wanted to leave, and he could have cared less. I know somebody told him, "Man, you're so close to breaking." Pele's record. He's like, I don't care. I want to leave. Yeah, by that goddamn record, by that person. Can you imagine? I mean, if it, if it was a big deal, he would have been like, Oh man, you're right. Damn. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna try to leave next summer. Then he would have. He would have off top been like, Well, um, I'll. I'll uh, I think that record's amazing. After this, after this next season, I'll have to reconsider my options. Yeah, but I want to break that record though. Yeah, yeah. This record got to get – I got to stun on his record real quick, though. <laughs> anyway, this is going to be the shortest episode ever, and I'm kind of excited. Um, okay. <laughs> so, Caesar, I was uh, on The Guardian, and I was looking there was a there was an article by somebody named Ben Welch, and it's, the title of the article is – what is football intelligence and can players develop it? And I read the article. The article is just like all over the place and it's kind of hard to even like know what the hell this guy's talking about, to be honest with you. I feel like sometimes the journalists write about football and they're just like all over the place. I actually also read an article uh, written by, damn, I forgot. I added him on Twitter, but it was written for Goal and the dude was like, talking about how bad Gareth Bale is playing and then blamed Mourinho. I was like, oh. I was like, oh my God, are you for real right now? The man gets all the passes in the world. I'm like, are you kidding me? He said that Mourinho doesn't coach his forwards. I was like, then why is uh, Son doing so well then? <laughs> Freaking piece of crap. But anyway, so they're talking about football intelligence and – it made me actually think about it. And I want to say what I think about football intelligence. I wrote something. That's kind of some notes. And this is what I had to, because, and, and the reason why it kind of stuck out to me is because we talked about Neymar's football intelligence. You said that he has low football IQ. Um, I never said that necessarily. And, 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 and to be fair, Thomas Rogan said that about Messi. Um, I, I don't, Okay, you know what, let me just read what I, I'm not going to like read it verbatim, but like what I wrote. I put that, I think football intelligence is mostly a myth. I think it's more, I don't know if Caesar's listening though, because I need you to be paying attention, not reading stuff on your own. Right here, man, keep talking. Because you're reading stuff on your monitor and like I need you to like be with me for just one second. Can you just rock with me for a little bit? I'm right here, go. Because I know that you're reading stuff. I'm looking at you right now. Go, I moved the screen. Okay, but you were reading stuff prior to that. Talk. (laughs) Okay, I think football intelligence is mostly a myth. I think it's more about taking risks with passes, having um, good control, 
controlling passes, and trusting your teammates' skill level. So the question is, can it be developed? Can football intelligence be developed? I put that Raheem Sterling didn't gain football intelligence when he went from Liverpool to Man City. He was just told to do a different thing than from Liverpool. Um, like, I don't think him working with Pep made him like a smarter player as much as he's like, here, this is what the system we're going to do and you're good enough to do it. Like, if it was like Alexi Sanchez, like he can't do that, you're good enough. And then when, but if you look at Reams, obviously the age might be something people say, but like, if you look at Raheem Sterling from when he was at Liverpool, when he was doing a lot, he's a good player, but he's doing something totally different in this system. Although I bring up this guy a lot, um, it's because he's a baller, but I ain't seen him play in a while, but he did score a crazy goal for Hertha Berlin not too long ago. When Doozy is a good example for me. Um, because when he was playing for Arsenal, uh, whenever Caesar's reading something on his monitor, uh, <laughs> when he's playing for Arsenal, if he's get if he's if he gets the ball, and he's like he's always turning his body to pass the ball forward. The teammates have to make themselves available for a pass before Guendouzi gets the ball. If you like, if if you if you're anticipating the ball getting to him, that's when you like get in a position to receive the ball. Like I think something gets. I think there's like a misconstruence. I don't know if that's a word between football intelligence and having like football instincts. And you cannot become a professional without the instincts. You'll never make it that far if you don't have the instincts and the anticipation to play the sport. And I think you can be not that smart of a person and still have like the instincts to play the sport because that's two totally different things. You done reading finally? <laughs> this is my question to you. Then what, what, would, what would be the consideration for football intelligence? No such thing as intelligence in football at all to you then? Well, so, so okay, that, that's a good question. I'm saying it's mostly a myth, like mostly. So, for example, like when we're talking about Neymar, I don't know if that was last week or the week before. Like Neymar is doing this thing where it's like you're putting yourself in a position to get hurt. For him, he's probably like, well, no, I'm putting myself in a position to like get a move on this guy. For me it's not like a lack of football intelligence. What needs to happen is somebody be like, look, you can't be doing that. You know, just like in, in, in that time I made the comparison to uh, American football. You might have a running back or something like that. Who's like, I'm going to, I'm going to prove to the other team how tough I am. I'm not just going to run out of bounds. I'm going to go heads up anytime before I go out of bounds. For him, he's like, no, I'm intimidating them. I'm showing them I'm tough. So for him, that's a good idea. You got to have somebody be like, look, no, you can't be doing that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there, there, I think it really, really what it is, is instincts more than anything. Like, I remember when Thomas Ryan said that about Messi, like, I would love to, to actually have a conversation with him about that. 
because it's like for me, I'm like, I don't really feel like Messi doesn't have football intelligence. I don't really feel like that. There's nothing for me. Like, I think he doesn't have like the greatest sense of leadership and mental fortitude. Like, but I, that's different. You know what I mean? And I'm in agreement with you about that. Um, I don't think Messi's like an idiot or anything like that. Or like, <laughs> he just goes around dribbling aimlessly. I actually feel like comparatively to other wingers in, in, in the world, he probably has the best movement with the ball and best decision-making in those situations. Now, if the situation comes, we talk, we criticize as time has gone on how effective it's been, as time has gone on how his, his lack of leadership and mental fortitude has led him to, like, play the position he wants to play because he just doesn't have the athleticism he used to. That's different than intelligence and decision-making. But it's coaching. Yeah, it's coaching. It's coaching. It's, it's, it's tactics. It's all that stuff combined into one. Um, but this is my – I still want to know from you, like, what would, what would you consider that? Like, what would it be? Like, if, if you're not – if you don't believe Raheem Sterling has gained any kind of intelligence since moving from Liverpool to Man City, then, like, what would it be if he were to? Like, what would, it, what would be the consideration for intelligence – because that's the thing. I, that, I, I that, feel that, like the Raheem Sterling I watched when he was 17 at, at Liverpool, it, he was so raw and, 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 and full, of, full of, of young legs and talent. But when he got to Man City, it was like maybe a maturation process, a confidence build. And, and maybe, not, maybe I, I can't come into words exactly what intelligence he gained, but I feel like over time you gain knowledge of the game, you, you learn more. So, so great example. I think that Raheem Sterling was asked to do something different at Liverpool. Back then, Liverpool was pretty whack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they, like, there wasn't any tactics or anything going on, you know? I think if you told Raheem Sterling at, when he was 17, whatever, if you put him in Pep's uh, system, I think he can do it. Oh, yeah, I think it would be sensational. But, but, but there's certain things that develop over time. Like I mentioned, taking risks. So, like, you have some midfielders, for example, let's get off of Raheem Sterling, like, some midfielders like they like they just never take a risk with the ball. Like never take a risk passing the ball forward. It's just like always passes right next to each other, or you're passing it back all the time. I don't know if it's intelligence that'll make somebody take a risk, but I think it like I feel like it probably is intelligence slash like experience, but not always because young players are like that too. Like Winduzi, I think Winduzi he's like always trying to do it and like. There's like there's like that confidence or just something that says we got to advance the ball. And I'm in agreement let, with you. Let, let me let me just just mention this pass by Memphis Depay against um, damn, who were they playing? I forgot. Memphis Depay put a through ball. Oh, like ran or something like that, right? No, no. Um, Balotelli's former team. They played. Was them. it Nice? It was Nice. It was nice. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't sleep. Memphis Depay put a through ball. Literally, two Nice players do, like slid to get it, and they both missed it. Yeah. Two, and, and and not next to each other. One's like here. One's like five yards after. So good passing is an indication of intelligence for you. Not necessarily good, but like risky. Like threading, like, like being able to thread passing. You, you'll you'll make you'll you'll like, take the risk. He'll take the risk. Like, not like somebody who's just 
um, like when I was listening, I was listening to the Le Bourgeois podcast. They're talking about variety. Oh, I, I almost forgot this. Literally, they're talking about variety. What we were saying like two years ago that he reached his cap. Dog, are you kidding me? Like we did said that this guy. It's it's it, there's no up from here. It's just what you got's what you got. And 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 what they were saying was like one of them was saying like yeah like he's just doing these like. He's not taking risks with the passes. He's just doing stuff. And they're saying he has the talent to do that. But, like, he's just doing these, like, really easy passes all the time. So I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's intelligence. And I'm saying I really don't know. Like, I don't know if it's intelligence, confidence, uh, maybe coaching. I don't know for a player to get the ball and want to take risks passing it, which is a lot different than taking risks shooting it. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I'm on the line of wanting to agree with you. I'm, I'm like seeing your point, but it's hard for me to just automatically break apart player intelligence and make it into player intelligence and situational awareness. Well, who, like, who, would, say, who would you call? I would feel like those go together in a way. But who, who is unintelligent then? Like someone like um, careful. Like, huh? You would say Otamendi. <laughs> Like I feel like there's a general lack of intelligence to Mendy. Not, I mean, it's not like he's not physical. I mean, the guy's fast, pretty fast for a defender. He's physical, like he's there. But it's like t- constant, constant bad decisions in bad situations. Like it's like, yeah, you got this foul, but also got the foul at a time your team didn't really need to afford one. Like players like that. Like even sometimes I think. Verratti has lapses in the game where he's not thinking intelligently. I think he 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 loses him his composure. I think when you that situation happens and you foul, that it takes a, a level of intelligence to understand what what time is critical for you to amp up and be a certain type of person, you know. And be, so I don't know. Like, are we? Uh, is it okay to just split those? It is okay to split awareness and intelligence. I feel like those kind of go together in the sport of soccer, especially because. Soccer is, is done on a, such a big field and with so many players and so much happening in certain situations. And it's one of the few sports where you have these big divisions of, of events going on. There's an entire difference of, of, of like, you could be a striker, but you don't, you'll, you might never understand the battles going on in the midfield or the battles going on in the defensive side of the field. Like it's three different wars going on a lot. So I think it acquires different aptitudes, you know? So I think that, the only way I can disagree with you is that you can tell the difference between players that are that have a sense of aren't very intelligent when it comes to the game and players that seemingly have an intelligence. Now, whether that's confidence, experience, and talent is a different discussion, but I just think that you're able to kind of split those. Like, for example, like if I'm looking at, you know, a, a Messi and I'm looking at, you know, Osman Dembele, I'm looking at them, how they play. I would say that Messi's the more intelligent player just based on how some of the decisions he makes with the ball and the movements he makes since the Bailey does, who you call a certified ball loser. So it's, it's being a certified ball loser, that kind of, that, that's a little bit t- testing your intelligence because why are, you, why are you making those decisions in those moments and why are you consistently losing the ball in those moments if you should have an awareness that you're not that good? So it's just, it's a bigger discussion. That's why I'm kind of on your side, but I like, I don't know. A lot of it, I have some pushback eternally. And then, and, and- and I also have a, some pushback too because I'm saying it's mostly a myth. Not okay, like it's fair. Mostly, a myth. mostly it's fair. Yeah, because yeah, like someone like that, I just feel like okay, if I'm the coach, okay, let's talk about Messi. 
Yeah. The way, the way Messi plays, which we, which our our brilliant uh, uh, eyes have noticed that it is a detriment to Barcelona's style that he's playing like that. I'm not blaming him and and a lack of football intelligence. I'm just saying, like, look, for whatever reason, like the coach is not telling him something. I don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Or like with Zlatan, when Zlatan was at PSG specifically, like generally the way he was playing, like, yeah, you got all the athletes and the better players, you're going to destroy Liga. But when it comes to like teams that can push back against you, like that way of playing is just not smart. But I'm not saying that it's him. Somebody's got to say, hey, you can't do that. We, we're not going to win if you play like that. I mean, and if the person can't stop, I would imagine the coach would bench them. No, absolutely. And, 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 it's Dembele, and Dembele, Dembele is a certified ball loser. But I think, and, and although I'm not calling this player that, someone could probably call Vinicius Jr. a ball loser, not a certified, at least this season. But I don't really look at it. I don't really look at it as a lack of intelligence, as much as it's like I'm trying. Like I'm trying to do something. Like I, I like I'm trying to. Do, I'm trying to do it. And 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 maybe the coach is saying like, look, just go out there and like try to make something happen. Especially with Dembele at Barcelona, there's nobody else. So it's like, dude, just keep trying, dude. Like if you lose the ball, whatever, just keep trying. Yeah, and I think that you know how we see Messi. If we're talking about him, I think Messi. I think this is Messi's assessment. I'm going to do what's best for me, but also what I feel is most optimal to the team. Yeah. Now, the problem with that is that you can't really coach that. That's not coached. That's not like a team mentality. That's thinking, I know they got this whole thing going on, but I'm going to do what I feel best doing when I feel it's opportune for me. But so we think- see the game where – there's YNW Messi, and then there's the ghost. There's there's Messi who's who gives you the Instagram highlights, which are cute 30 seconds. But if you watch a 90-minute game, sometimes you're like, I don't even know where this guy is right now. Like, wh- what's going on? So it, it, it's it's that becomes issues in itself for coaching, for, for teams. And that w- this leads to what we talk about, why it's detrimental to the team. When it comes to development of youth around him, and when it comes to success of a tactic or a scheme you have going on offensively as a team. Well, I, that's the thing. I don't think that these coaches have that. No. Like, I think that's literally like not true. I think literally what's going on is you have some dude who goes out there and says what drill to run at practice. He picks the lineups, and then he just sends everybody out, and and they're going to do what they do. I mean, literally. So. I don't want to talk about, like, Messi and then the whole time, but, like, kind of going back to what you're saying, like, positionally, like, a striker, like, the striker knows what's going on everywhere, just like the midfielder knows what's going on, just like the defender knows what's going on, just like the goalie knows what's going on. They've been playing since they were five and six years old. You develop the instincts for the game. Like, you do, you know, like, okay, like, if you know how good this midfielder is, you're going to know when he gets the ball, He's turning and looking. So I got to get prepared. I got to get on sides. I got to get prepared for before he gets the ball. Because it's going to be – because I'm going to know that he's already ready for me to be anticipating him making this pass. That comes with, like – obviously, that comes with practice, too, and, like, training together. 
but you just develop those instincts. And once, and, and, and like I mentioned in the thing, um, as I mentioned that like taking risks and trusting your, trusting your teammates skill level, like kind of like Real Madrid, like they all trust each other to be able to switch the play. They all trust each other to switch the play and control the ball when it gets to them. They all trust each other for that. So, you know, it, it might look like, oh my God, this amazing tactic, but it's like, no, like we've developed this, like maybe in training, I don't know. Like I would love for Zidane to have been like, yeah, like we practice that all the time. If they, you know, mess up the control on this, on the long ball, they got to do like eight laps. Is that something, that's something I would do. But, do those, that little hill they have there where they run those hills. Yeah. But like when you trust your teammates skill level, that's going to raise everything. And it, and for me, like, that's not necessarily intelligence. That's just something that develops with, like, the instinct and, like, knowing your players. But I'm sure there is some level of football intelligence because I'm sure there are people, like, players in the academy that just, like, can't figure it out, and then they don't make it to professional level. Yeah. Like, I don't think the players that we're seeing, like, playing in Champions League and stuff on a regular basis are, like, players that lack football intelligence. Ultimately, might be, like, he, he probably doesn't have, like, the best body control and stuff like that. Okay, you know? okay, but but this is – okay, but I think the scale is different at the professional level. I think you can have good intelligence comparatively to others, but then when you come along the elite, such as the, these top-level players – that's when I think the guys who have a little bit less intelligence, it shows like people ultimately, I think it shows in them because when they're around others at an elite level, like ultimately went from Man City, now he's playing at Benfica. Like, you know, I, I think it, it shows like there's, there's <laughs> levels to this. Yeah, but that might not just be because of his intelligence, it be his skill level. Okay, so here's a question for you. Do you think that Ronaldo has good football intelligence? Yeah, why would I not think he has good football intelligence? But 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 like, there's not really some much in his game that makes you feel like, oh, there's such an intelligent player. What you see, what you see is he's got a right foot, a left foot. He's good in the air. He obviously like trains super hard, but you don't really feel. I mean, he's also a winger. You know what I mean? So it's not like really like the intelligence position. Like, there's a lot there, but. but- Ah, I don't know, because I would say that, yeah, because I think an unintelligent player would just stick to what he kind of has as a skill set and just try to work that through. I think it takes a level of intelligence to be adapting your game over the years to complement how your body is changing. No, uh, but, that's not, but that's not football intelligence. That's something out, outside the pitch. But, I mean, it's part of the sport. I mean, you're, you're but, playing a sport. But this is talking like this football touch is talking about like playing on the field. Like during I, the think it, I think I think it's just gonna keep going run around because then some of it will just go back to instinct. And are we talking about is instinct a part of intelligence? So it's like that's where I think. I mean, maybe I think he's intelligent because his instincts are so high. I mean, it takes a lot to be able it takes a high level of instincts to make all those goals in these numbers and and, and especially doing it now with what the third, fourth league now he's done it, so or third league. And I mean, it's a hundred plus goals in every league he's played. So I, I think it's something. It speaks to something. So yeah. So that's the question. Like, is this is it is, is intelligence the word or good instincts? Okay. You know? Then I don't think it's fair to this. I think it's fair that it's in, we don't know necessarily how to interpret it 
like in a concrete fashion. So I think it's unfair for me to make past statements demeaning a player based on the, on that merit. Like I can't go out so and say apologize like, I can't go ahead and say something like like someone like uh, Benjamin Mendy's unintelligent because he can't kick a cross in. Uh, and I'm not going to say Gareth Bale is is, is dumb. And I'm not going to say that Neymar has terrible uh, IQ or whatever or pitch IQ based upon ball losing. I think that's fair that I can't say those things then because okay. I can't adequately argue for the other side. So, so, so you know, so, I mean, I mean, and it's not like that. In like, a way, not, you know, I'm saying like in a way, like I, yeah. I, I'm willing to admit if I can't argue for the other side, how can I bash the other side? <laughs> and so that's the thing. Like, well, one, I'll, I'll be expecting your apology to Mindy, but um... I'm not talking to him unless we're going to square up. That's literally about it. I, all <laughs> I want to do is run hands with him. That's it. <laughs> but it is like a thing. Like, I think there's a, I think there's a, there's probably an elitism in the football media and stuff that wants to talk about football intelligence because when you're not on the pitch, like it makes you feel like, oh, I'm really like separating myself from these players kind of thing. Like if I get to say that they don't have good football intelligence, like that puts me above them in a way that's like a yeah. person's ego. And, and it's but, also like, kind of corny for a media member to be like, oh, this guy is like not an intelligent player. It's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to do that. You gonna like, apologize to Neymar? Or what's the deal? I mean, we could talk. I mean, okay. he's kind of falling out on Counter Strike. I might have to wash my mouth now. <laughs> okay, but he still did. He still voted for Bolsonaro, though. Hard body. He did. We got. I mean, that's why he's not intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but it's like, yeah, like maybe it's not necessarily intelligence. It's like, it, it, it's like the good instincts, which I think most players have those instincts, but what's going to add to those, your ability, what what is going to be is your ability to act on those instincts. For example, like if I'm playing soccer, like if we're playing, yeah, I want to like do it, but like my body won't let me, you know what I mean? Like, so like, so like, then it's like the outside the pitch stuff going along with your instincts, like the instincts to make the runs and all that stuff. You're, you're always going to know that. But like Luis Suarez, like, Oh my God. I, I, I wish I didn't. Him, him running in that 54th minute in that match is on the highlight thing because I was seeing it on BN, and it was the most <laughs> pathetic, sad thing I've ever seen in my life. So, like, it's not like Luis Suarez has lost his football intelligence by any means. His body is just, like, not able to do certain things. The instincts don't go. But going back to, like, Neymar a little bit, um, like, the thing that we criticized him most for was putting himself in a position to get injured it can be so frustrating to watch that. Like, I mean, we've, we both had our individual frustrations with him playing in a manner that we see is like conducive to getting injured. Yeah. I don't necessarily blame that on his lack of intelligence. He thinks he's doing something, but some, the coach is supposed to say, Hey, that's not the way to do it. Like when, if you got to, if you feel somebody on you, you feel like you need to drift back, pass the ball. Because we cannot afford some random right back just stepping on the back of your heel. It ain't nothing for them to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but for you, like you're important. <laughs> Lodi from Atletico Madrid don't matter, man. <laughs> But Why you um, pick Lodi of all people. <laughs> I'm trying to make it somebody. <laughs> the left back. Um, but 
Yeah, it's it's. I think it's one of those things where it's like sometimes what seems to be a lack of football intelligence from a player, like based on the way they're playing. You got to also look at the coach's quote unquote tactics. Because don't let me be Neymar's coach. I'm going to be like, Neymar, if you touch that ball two times going backwards, we're going to run the hands. You get two minutes per two touches. So we run running hands. Field suicides. Ooh, those suck so much. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, like, I'm not really blaming him. So, for, for me, the end of it is basically it's really mostly a myth probably some kind of sinister media creation and really what we're talking about is instincts and then coupled with someone's preparation yeah so, which would give ronaldo like peak football intelligence yeah absolutely but like on the pitch because they were mentioning like xavi and some other guys and i'm like well they're just mentioning midfielders because midfielders are just like the, the core of passing and defending. I mean, that's that's an easy out, but I think it's like you're also kind of being disrespectful to players and what they have to do in their positions. Like, yes, I agree. Like, I've always said in here, the hardest position to play hands down is midfield. There's like, it's the hardest position in the field. It's two-way street. It's not easy, and it's, it's, it's grueling, and it requires you to have either exceptional one side and balanced other or just a strong balance on both. So uh, that's true, but I don't think it's it's incumbent to like – Oh well, then the defenders and attackers just like dumb compared to them. That's like that's that's reaching a lot because those midfielders, it would take them a long time if not they couldn't do it obviously their entire lives to be able to do the things that those guys and those positions can do. Like it's vice versa. Like yeah, it'd be a, a tell tell ask Modric and all his skills to try to do things that Neymar does. It's, it's ridiculous. You can't. So it's just levels to it. Yeah, like it's 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 not about football intelligence. A no. mid, a, a good midfielder is somebody who control passes well. And it just doesn't lose the ball, just retains yeah. possession. Retain Even if, pos- you get it, if you just retain that possession, it's it's the best thing to see. <laughs> you can you can be Rabio and you can get on a good team. He can't do anything. He never tries to pass the ball forward or anything. Rabio's the, the fortune of being on two good teams. Mm-hmm. With with the, a limited skill set compared to other guys like Ganduzi and those guys, you switch those teams. Ganduzi would be would be getting a, a max hundred fifty million dollar contract right now if he was playing PG. They'd be like, "This is all these dumb CDMs we've got all these years. This is all we've been waiting for." <laughs> it's just a Ganduzi. Yeah, so it's it, yeah, like they're talking about Xavi, they're talking about whoever. Like it's not necessarily like some oh he's so intelligent. He controls the ball when it gets to his feet. He can turn around and he takes risks with the passes. <laughs> it's three things that intelligent I don't know anyway um, Caesar otherwise known as UFCCs <laughs> would like to say UFCs but like it's like too much it's great though it was great for a show title yeah um, ultimate fighting C's <laughs> <laughs> fighting me um so there was an article in The Guardian I read by somebody named Kareem Zidane. Oh, this guy. Yeah. You know him? Yeah. Oh, okay. He so wrote the about t- the articles about um, Chechnya and stuff like that, too, and their fighting stuff. Okay. Um, Caesar, all over the UFC uh, content. Jeez. I like Kareem's articles. Um, the title of the article is Ten Foils. What, why <laughs> has MMA become a, gre- a breeding ground for QAnon? 
What a great title. <laughs> he talked about um, the November 30th curfew defiance uh, protest that happened in Huntington Beach down the street from where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, typically down the street from me, too. It's just one street to get to Huntington Beach. I mean, Beach. it's a street, though. <laughs> it's, a, it's a long street, but it's one street. It's longer than some freeways, but it's a street. <laughs> It's longer than the 710, but it is a but street. But it is funny. We're both a street down from it. Like, it's a <laughs> yeah. street, all right. <laughs> it is a street, though. Street. Um, your boy, uh, Tito Ortiz, was out there. It's Tito, right? Yeah, it's Tito Ortiz, yes. Uh, obviously, he's the Huntington Beach City Council person now. Um, and Mayor Pro Tem. And um, they talked about, what's her name from Mandalorian, Gina Carano. Mm. The retired MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. Got um, Cyborg. Go ahead, though. What she what? She got her, she got handed by Chris Cyborg. Go ahead, though. Shout out to Brazil. Um, so the article's talking about like how the MMA culture has like it's become a breeding ground for um, QAnon followers and the QAnon conspiracy theory, which is hella dumb. Um, and and really is for me, it's just all racism undertones, just with like some pretty sprinkles on to make it not seem like that. But like you, 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 you people will never fool me. Um, Good. Stay on YouTube here. Here's my question for you. (laughs) What can be done to like, what, like what's it going to take to get this toxicity out of UFC culture or, or, is this what makes UFC and MMA stuff what it is? Is this is this the thing? Um, this actually reminds me of another article Kareem wrote in July about um, MMA QAnon. There was a UFC fight where one of the cornermen had the what's their little signal WG some some of that whatever. Where we go one, we go one. And I was like, is this really on ESPN right now? Like, what the hell? And he got in trouble for that. Um, but anyways, uh. I'm going to be real with you in my, in my time watching MMA, I, it's been a lot of ups and downs. I think this is my most downtime ever. I have never despised my, my, my own self for enjoying the sport than right now. Uh, since March, I've hated everything. Um, I had a list of fighters. If you asked me last year, what I liked, I've gotten rid of 95% of them. Um, I can't even get to, it's come to the point where now you're just so relieved to find out there's a decent one. You're like, oh, wow, like, he's a cool, oh, my God, he's normal. Like, of course, it's the one from Hawaii. He's out there just living a regular life. I like Max Holloway's chill. Um, every single Brazilian on there is the worst uh, person ever, except for one He's the old man who I actually used to cheer against. Now I'm a big fan because he actually hates Bolsonaro. Um, so – this is my thing. Let's keep it all the way real. And this is someone who enjoys – I enjoy combat sports. You know, I'm going to boxing today. I enjoy MMA. This stuff I enjoy. When you have a sport where, number one, the origin, the origin and the idea of MMA came from watching and, and, and inspired from Gladiator, right? The Gladiator mindset, the in a cage, fight to the death, blah, blah, blah. Of course, now on legal terms. Um, these people punch each other in the face for a living. They choke each other. They 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 do these things where they think it's cool, where they lick the blood off the glove and scream. And there's these kind of behaviors associated. Now, 
not saying that someone intelligent can't fight in MMA. That's not true. That's not the case. But when you have a sport that's predicated on barbarianism and 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 and, and professional cocktail fighting, as they called it before, and 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 you know, like these kind of things, you're going to you're going to you're going to not you're not going to have a breeding ground of 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 discussion education it's an expensive sport too it's not cheap like you have the, if go go get a running t- a total on how much some of these gym memberships cost you're going to tell me that's easily accessible by some of the people from lower socioeconomic statuses in the area no it's hard the reason some of these stars you get in i think even with any kind of diversity get into these leagues is they they find these 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 guys they sponsor them and they get in that's not exactly inviting it's not the most um, open setting. It's not an Olympic sport. It's not in schools. It's not in the situation. It comes. It's a. It's a subdivision sport. This didn't work out for you. You're not making money here. Come here and punch somebody in the face and make money. And it's ran by one of the most scummiest corporate uh, people of all time, which is Dana White, who breeds this. Who did a whole campaign and even and, and through March has not had one picture of him and wearing a mask ever. Ever since March, they, 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 they lie about these cases, about no one. They now book 15 fights because usually five fall off from positive cases. So it's not a, a beautiful statistic thing. He's dropping fake uh, uh, video shop phone video edits, dissing the media on his own private in- Twitter account. When this has happened, you, you have a breeding ground of this because – this culture, MMA has always had that underground culture. It has the us against the world. A lot of these people have been, you know, pushed aside for whatever they they, they are based on in society. Now they're when they're the, when these type of people are there, they're going to adopt policies and, and, and conspiracy theories that are also part of that division that's been pushed away in life. Right? Someone that actually goes and takes time to understand other cultures, backgrounds, books, and other things. They're going to lean towards more intelligent mindsets of how the world should be treated. When someone has been treated the opposite of that, they're going to lean towards ideals that are catering to that as well, right? Life has treated me wrong. I've been through the wrong. So I want to adopt something that doesn't seem like the norm in life. I don't think we can change this. I don't think unless MMA moves towards not only a culture of, 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 a little bit more intelligence, but if it's not more intelligent, it's more uh, uh, understanding. If it's more understanding of the world and why things are the way they are, then you'd see a change. But that's not that's not how it goes. In the world, you have people of all varying degrees. MMA is consistently grabbing from this pool of people, and its leader enjoys that. He wants the just bleed mentality. He wants those the, that that mindset to keep going. So I hope that it, it doesn't keep going, but like, man, I'll be real with you. Like in life, even you, it's not like you're going to have a world full of perfect people. There's going to be people who have their own mindsets. I don't think it's really a big deal. This stuff isn't a big deal to me, to be honest. Like it's not a big deal to me that this is going on. I think that it's a big deal in terms of it shouldn't be allowed on the show. It shouldn't be allowed to be permeated, but you're not going to be able to stop it. It's like saying like, oh, like I have wishful thinking that all crime would stop too. But even if you adopt policies to change crime in in areas, there's going to be crime. It just happens. Like it comes forth. And then I feel like that kind of goes MMA too. Like you can do what you want, but these people are going to want to believe what they want to believe. Now, 
It's Huntington Beach's fault for voting these people for being elected officials. That's a different discussion. Yeah, okay, yeah, you talk about crime because you be committing crimes on me all the time. So, um, uh, you big snitching on the air, but go ahead though. <laughs> I'll be proud of yourself. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, look, you know about it more than I do. I know what's going on in there, but um, I guess the only good thing about UFC culture being what it is is that UFC isn't like super popular. Uh, they, think they, are. they think they are. They think I they're mean, the it, biggest thing in the world, but they're, honestly, they're not really. <laughs> it's not really. I mean, it's, it's it, it has its level of uh, popularity, but it's not At like most, MMA has peak peak um, uh, 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 random interest, right? Yeah. If something big happens. Three friends. What, what am I the friend that goes to? Well, I'm the friend that something's happening. I get the messages once a year. Hey, what's his name? K- Kaboob is fighting, right? Okay, like, I want to see. Are you watching that? That's the peak interest that the that that the majority will will go to, right? And at its peak, what the best UFC fight this year did one point five million buys. There's four. There's three hundred million people in this country, so it is what it is. Um, I don't think it's not as. I think they think they're bigger than they are because. They're in multiple countries, but you still have a sport where it's just a single person. You know, it's not team. It's not easily adaptable. It's not encouraged. Like when you come up, no matter what part of the world you are, there's usually one of three or four sports you're playing and you go out to go play, right? Soccer, basketball, cricket, whatever. You play one of those, a team sport. It's like encouraged or maybe tennis, but you don't go and say, hey, you know, you just turned seven. You should go out there and start punching your cousin. Like, It'd be good practice if you start choking your sister. No, you can go kick the ball with her. But, like, you don't do that. So, unless, you know, hey, but um, <laughs> uh, but it's it's always going to have that subdivision sport. Hey, my wrestling career is over in college. There's no professional uh, wrestling in the Olympics, and it's only sponsorship money I get from that. Oh, I can actually make another career just fighting? Okay, I can just adapt this into that lifestyle. So, I mean, think about it, dude. They're, one of their, their, their most exciting moments was they got Greg Hardy. Like, they were so hyped to get Greg Hardy. He just fought again this weekend, and he was over here, and he was on the ground, his eyes rolling behind his head because he was so tired. Like, this is the pinnacle athlete you're talking about? No, it's, it's, it's not like that at all. You're going to get great athletes once in a while, but it's just, it's just not going to breed – I don't think it breeds the best culture based upon – you remember how the NFL had that, like, really kind of old mentality of locker room culture for a while when we had the Michael Sam situation, right? A lot of these guys are coming out and saying kind of wild things about the the NFL locker room culture and what it's like, oh, if a gay guy comes and plays and stuff like that, right? That's That was the NFL was going on. It was It was weird. Some people like Antonio Pierce are saying things I thought that were really stupid and ignorant, but it is what it is. Like, it is what it is. That a move on past that. Now, do we know if we've moved on culturally? I don't know, but at least it's not discussed openly in that kind of negative fashion anymore, right? I think that's the best MMA can hope for is to like this stuff is just not talked about and moved to the part. But as long as you have a president that is super supportive of someone like Trump, it's just going to keep permeating. And UFC proudly takes no. Um, they don't. They don't. Whether it's the what side you prefer, they don't mute athlete. They're athletes. Like 
If you say something wild about QAnon, they let you say it. But if you say something about Black Lives Matter, they let you say that too. Like they don't really take into account, unless you say like a really bad slur, they don't really like jump in there. They let you say whatever you want at any press conference. They just, because they just want headlines. They just want a headline. Slur like what? I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, Caesar broke it down. You know what I'm saying? That's UFCCs. That's his favorite sport. Um, is- I'll say this. Uh, I, I think the best person to read about like i get my stuff from is this reporter um i don't know what the the chechnyan wrestling scene is i don't know how they do things and 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 i have another fighter from kazakhstan i don't know how these how it is over there and how they brought on some female players female athletes over here too i don't know so i think he does great reporting um uh, he has some death threats on him uh so i know he's doing some right <laughs> there was some death threats so he's doing some right someone he pissed off so um, he does pretty good. Some things he says I don't agree with, but I like to still read his articles. I will read his articles. I'll say that. Other people, I'm not. I'm not going to click on your page. Other people, I'll definitely read his article. I mean, he's okay. He's not as good as Caesar. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you check out Caesar. No, 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 no. Don't don't check me out. Please check out Bam on our, our Medium page. We made a podcast as a Medium. He drops fantastic articles on breaking down how dumb Bale is. So please <laughs> read it. <laughs> Never called him dumb. I'm a Welsh freedom fighter. Anyway, uh, the, the name of this episode is going to be Football Intelligence Myth. Okay. Um, I'm going to put a picture of Bale and a bunch of question marks on his head. Caesar, look, I'm going to keep it real. You be taking too long on the pictures. I'm going to just go ahead and write. No, I enjoy doing it. No, I'm, I, I enjoy doing it. Caesar, why does it have to be instant for you? Caesar, if you're going to do, if you're going to do the picture, it has to. It has to be rapid within. fire. You're 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 a damn dictator. It's not. It's hard making that stuff. It's fun though. Okay, can you do it within like forty five minutes? Okay, how about this? You post whatever you want for the album artwork, but then I'm I want to make an Instagram post though. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's okay. what I'm making. I'll make Instagram post because nobody's really looking at a picture on Spotify. Let's do, let's do. I'll I'll just do it differently for the for the Instagram post. Okay, that's fine. You're gonna take. If you're gonna do it. Snap, snap. I want it quickly. Within 20 minutes. <laughs> this fool texts me at 1.30 in the morning talking about, you already put the picture? Like, yeah, damn. Well, because I get the notification at 1.15 saying episode up. I'm like, come on, dog. I was playing Apex. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, episode 184. Um, make sure you subscribe to everything. And holler. Yes. Your boy, we made it sees on Twitch again because YouTube is gave me some wild messages. I don't even want to talk about them on air. So I'm up to I'm up to I'm up to dial it back. I have to go back on Twitch where I'm I'm loved again. Uh and, and they won't restrict me to 720p. That's racist. They restricted my bandwidth, but I'm not I'm not done talking about it so we didn't get in trouble. You, you uh you, were you messing with the community guidelines? I got in trouble with community guidelines, so they restricted my bandwidth to 70, 720 people. And you on Twitch, I'm able to go to 1080. So Twitch. I mean, my phone got uh, my phone got 2500. Your phone is definitely it still has issues when you call. You sound like you're talking through like a windpipe. This dude is cracked out. Anyway, all right, episode 184, holler. <laughs>